Well, welcome. Hey, how's it going? My name's Scott Mitchell. This is the very first, I think, full episode I'm doing of Somewhat Bland Substance from my new home in Camrose. Yes, I am uh, officially moved. Uh, I left Lac La Biche a couple of weeks ago and moved on down to camera. So we're going to talk about, you know, just kind of the move in general is going to kind of encapsulate the first good chunk of the podcast for this week because it's it's been an interesting little adjustment, especially moving during a pandemic seemed to be a little bit interesting as well. So We'll get to that coming up on the show here this week. Also, we're going to do the music meeting, uh, another edition of that with my buddy Tim Gavin of The Tim Gavin Show. And this one has also considerably more country because now I'm at a country station and I have access to more um, of an idea as to what's coming out that's new that's country. So we'll get to that coming up in just a little bit. Uh, Also, it seems like... The more cases there are of COVID-19 that come back in Canada, the more stupid people are. So that's coming up. And I I know we haven't had a chance to talk about this yet because I haven't done a fresh, you know, full episode of the podcast in a few weeks. And it seems like it's forever ago now because that's how 2020 operates. But Donald Trump testing positive for COVID? Like... Oh, and just everything surrounding that. That was insane. So all that and more coming up on this week's edition of Somewhat Bland Substance Podcast. And yeah, so the move to Camrose went fairly well for the most part. Um, you know, there's always a few hiccups when it comes to a move. The few things along the way that happen. And they're just unavoidable, which is all right. Um but at the same time, you know, it's uh, it's fantastic. I'm thoroughly enjoying my time uh, so far. And just the move in general went, even though there was a few hiccups, it went pretty smooth. Uh, I moved in fully to my new place. I managed to get a basement suite here. Uh, I also had a basement suite up in Lac La Biche. But the difference is astronomical. There is a lot more space where I am now. It is super brighter as well because there's um, like full windows. Up in Lac La Biche, I had like a few smaller size windows. Um, totally not to code or anything like that, but whatever. Um, so there was, you know, one in the kitchen, one in uh, the bedroom, and one in the spare room as well, which also kind of just acted as like a bigger size storage room. Here in cameras i actually have multiple full-sized windows and i know i know now obvious joke is obvious scott is adulting he's getting excited about windows it's something that happens okay (laughs) when you don't have that much light and then all of a sudden you have you know daylight for x number of hours a day and it is amazing and let me tell you it is also making me less tired Especially as we're getting closer and closer to winter and the days are getting shorter. Um, Soon it'll be getting dark at like four o'clock again, which I am totally not prepared for. But it's, um, it's nice to have a little bit of daylight coming in instead of just, you know, your lights running all the time. It's, it's going to be awesome. I'm excited for it. Don't rain on my parade. <laughs> uh, but in general, it's like it's well laid out place. Uh, a little bit of issue, of course, getting some of the furniture in just because it's a, a duplex that was converted into a fourplex. So there's a little bit of some odd twists and turns, but 
nothing taken off a railing and a door won't fix. We were actually wondering how many more things we would have to take off in order to get a few of these things in. The couch was the big thing, of course. And then um, one of the box springs that came in here as well was another big thing. But other than that, everything went pretty smooth in terms of the actual move. Now, as for um, cameras as itself, it is fantastic. And... I want to preface whatever I say here by saying I have nothing against Lac La Biche in terms of the people there, in terms of the places that are there. I think it is fantastic. I think it is a great little community. But to have a few more options doesn't really hurt matters. Like, and don't get me wrong, I'm still going to be spending a bunch of um, my time up in Lac La Biche, and I will also spend quite a bit of time going to local shops, as well as going to some more of the chain stuff here in Camrose as well. But it's, it's just so nice to have different options on top of what I already had. And I think one of the big things for me is there seems to be a little bit more open on Sundays here than there was in Lac La Biche. And even to that extent, you know, um, some of the areas around Lac La Biche, like St. Paul and Athabasca and Cold Lake and Bonneville and whatnot, like they didn't necessarily have a bunch of stuff open on weekends as well. So that's uh, something that's going to be a bit of a, a different adjustment for me, but in kind of a good way, if you would say it that way. And I get it. Not every community is going to be busy enough on uh, a Sunday to keep doors open and make it profitable. You know, if you're paying out wages and stuff like that, totally understand, totally get it. That makes sense. But it's just a nice little change, if you will. And I mean, the community itself is just great. When you first drive in uh, and you come in from the north in particular and you drive through um, the edge of downtown and you come to where Mirror Lake Park is and you just notice the lake right off the top. You're like, oh, my gosh, yes, this is this is so wonderful. This is so nice. I'm going to love it here. Um, And it's Another thing I notice is it's also a very well taken care of community in terms of the cleanliness and stuff like that. So uh, I'm really excited to be here. I'm really excited to see what things are going to look like for me, you know, in as I start to meet more people and stuff like that here as well. I, I think this is this is going to be a good thing. And the fact that I'm still able to help out with stuff for Lac La Biche, Bonneville, Cold Lake, St. Paul is still going to be fantastic in my books. It's really, I think, the best of both worlds at the end of the day. I will say, though, that yes, it was weird to have to move in a pandemic. Uh, The reason I say that is is because you don't really know necessarily what you're getting yourself into. Like, I had come down and looked at a few places on a a couple of different days. um, And so I, I knew you didn't have to wear masks everywhere you go it's basically your your walmarts and your superstores for that matter um so i i kind of knew what i was getting myself into but not fully because i wasn't here in person for hours and hours and hours on end right like i didn't necessarily get that feel i also didn't know how the community was handling everything in terms of covid precautions and stuff like that 
And I think a lot of the people are kind of just over it by now in general across the province and across Canada. They're starting to kind of just get over it. And like when I first moved down here, you know, everyone was shaking hands and stuff like that. And I'm like, that's kind of not what we're supposed to be doing right now. But I mean, hey, um, still minimal cases down here, minimal cases from where I was coming from. Uh, In fact, there was none when I left. There's now uh, three active ones there two weeks later. Um, But still, you get the idea I'm trying to say. It was was just kind of weird to try to get used to moving to a new community in the middle of a pandemic. Getting used to the new routine. First couple days, not gonna lie, it was kind of hard to get back up at 4.30 in the morning. (laughs) Oh, after six months of not having to do that, and then suddenly that's a thing again. That was, uh... It was a struggle. Good thing that coffee does exist. I will say that. Um, But I mean, another benefit of where I'm living is it's literally within 250 steps of the office. So I shouldn't show up late. But, you know, sometimes you still get those those panic dreams. It actually happened to me last night. I uh, was sleeping. And I had a dream and it was so realistic. It was like I was running late for work by like, uh, normally I'm there about 4.30, 4.45. And it was like 7 o'clock that was on the clock when I woke up. And I kind of like, I woke up in a jolt and kind of threw myself up and I looked over at my clock and it was only 1.45. I was like, are you kidding me? So it's already started happening that that's happening again. <laughs> that didn't take long, only a couple of weeks in. Um, but yeah, getting just used to the new routine has been pretty easy, pretty straightforward. Nothing too strenuous other than the waking up early for the first little while. But it's something you kind of expect when you were put into that situation. All right, um, enough talking about me and everything that's gone on in the last couple of weeks. We are going to throw it over to the music meeting with Tim Gavin and discuss some of the new music that is uh, has been coming out over the last couple of weeks. That is on the way, and when we come back, we'll talk about uh, a little bit more, including the rise in cases that are going on uh, right across Canada, mostly for that matter. So all that and more coming up on Somewhat Blind Substance. Yeah, it's uh, a time of not only new music, but a lot of new starts. Uh, two new journeys going on uh, with Scott and Camrose. I am not in radio yet, but I'm still doing something, which is cool. Yeah, at least you uh, landed on your feet, uh, you know, despite everything that had gone on. Exactly. But let's get into the music. And I'm really excited to talk about all the stuff that we have going on here. There's just so much good music. And the first one that's on this glorious list is, is, I said it like a couple weeks ago on Twitter, that 2020 is basically a giant Mad Lib. This is a Mad Lib of artists. It is. The Pink Phantom by the Gorillaz featuring Elton John and Six Lack. It's actually pronounced Black. And this whole song is a Mad Lib. But it works. Yeah, somehow it works. You know, I didn't think I would see Gorillaz and Elton John together. 
I mean, it kind of makes sense because, I mean, you know, uh, both British, both, you know, kind of in the rock and alternative rock sphere because, you know, Gorillaz, it's technically fronted by Damon Albarn from Blur. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, the two, they bounce well off each other musically. And Black sounds really good here. I, I actually really like the autotune music on his voice. I see, and that's where I struggle because I'm not a fan of autotune in general. That's fair. So that's where I struggle when you say that. But yeah, regardless, it, it's not a bad song at all. Yeah, I, I think it would have to be my favorite out of all the song machine tracks that Gorillaz have put right, out. Right. Yeah. And going to something that is a little less of a Mad Lib, we got Demi Lovato, Still Have Me, and it's it's all right. I feel like we get a lot of that with most of Demi Lovato's stuff is, man, it's just uh, all right. I kind of feel that. And especially with like her last couple of singles, she's sounding more and more like Selena Gomez each day. And even so, like her gold stuff doesn't really have that much staying power like you don't hear it all that often yeah and i mean it on a technical level it's good she has a good voice it's just i think demi lovato just does too many ballads yeah i think that's the problem that that's probably it. i think i i get that's kind of her sound and whatnot but people are looking for something different from her and they're just not getting it Exactly. Like, I wish she'd, like, make something a little more upbeat. And yet, you know, the ballads still continue, but this one, I think, is a little bit better. Marin Morris, better than we found it. Yeah, this is, uh, it's along the same veins as, like, The Bones uh, that she released last year, I want to say. Uh, it, it's got that ballady feel to it, but also that still that country vibe that you get from Marin Morris while still, you know, trying to crossover into the pop side of things too and i feel like this will be one that just kind of like is accepted more in the pop sphere than in the country sphere just because of the lyrics alone yeah that's even true. though it is the song that country music needs to hear and yes. i feel like it's just calling out a lot of things yeah yeah it is it is but you know what that that's their platform to speak their voice. We're given our platforms to speak our voice, whether it be radio, whether it be people being keyboard warriors and everything like that. That's fine. But heaven forbid a musician uh, speaks their voice through their platform. Unless they agree with you. Exactly. Or, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's the whole public persona type thing. And we deal with that in radio, too where we we speak our mind and if it's not the exact same as the next guy we're fake news pretty much uh we also yeah. have one republic back with wildlife yeah and i really liked it i, I kind of feel like they were listening to a lot of bon Iver when they were writing this i kind of got those vibes too yeah just like just like the the vocal effects that were on there, the buildup, and there was quite a buildup to this. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. was. Yeah, and like, it feels like a good early morning kind of song, you know? Like, you're just getting out of bed, you're going for a jog, just put on this song, just help to, you know, get get the muscles moving a little bit. And it's not your typical sound that you would get from One Republic either. I know, they're changing things up, and I really like this new direction that they're going in. For sure. Yeah, and another band kind of switching up directions a lot. Blackfield, another song off their new album coming out soon. It's called Under My Skin. 
I'm really liking this new era for them. You know, it's you have this laid back pop songwriting, but it has a more mainstream shine to it. So I think what this album is going to be is going to be another great starting point for people who are curious. I do like the other one more, though. And it might make them a little more um, palatable on mainstream radio. Exactly. Even though I'd say their earlier songs, they were very palatable, just like, again, a lot more ballady. Yeah. Yeah. But I actually found out that this song is actually getting some radio play. Oh, is it? Yes. Over in the UK on Virgin Radio. But yeah, still, it's it's getting some. And, you know, I think that's really cool. And then we have uh, Dream Thief featuring Numa with Fears. Yeah, this one... I actually just discovered this artist just browsing through Reddit one time. Uh, he posted like one of um, a track that he made trying to, you know, figure out if you should make more of it, getting a lot of positive uh, feedback from people. And I just started following him, just started like seeing what he would do and what other music that he would put out. And I saw that he put out this and I like I like the sound. It it kind of reminds me of Delirium a little bit. You ever you ever heard Delirium? Yes, I have. Yeah, with uh, Sarah McLaughlin, that silent song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of that, and I've been itching for more of that. Hold that thought for a sec. <coughs> oh, okay, I had to get that out. You okay? Yeah. Yeah, I, sure? I just can't shake this cough. I've had it for... It's not COVID. <laughs> Stop looking at me like that. I, I do it because I care. I, I just can't seem to shake it. It's just, it's not going away. I, I mean, I've had coughs like that before. <laughs> luckily, I, I'm not even sure luckily, but remember like right way back at the beginning of 2020 before, in the before time? Yeah. Yeah, I, I had this really bad cold. It also was not COVID. But I had this cough that I could not shake until literally a week before the pandemic came into full swing. Yeah, it's uh, I'm getting real tired of it. It's annoying to be constantly coughing. Yeah, got, drink some tea, man. It, it it helps. Oh, yeah, for sure. Anyway, uh, new one also coming in from Rudimental with Anne Marie called Come Over. You know, Rudimental, they've always been a group that, you know, they haven't been like... M- in my spotlight a lot but every time that i have heard rudimental i really like what i hear from them i agree i agree yeah um like the one they did um the one that everybody knows is the one they did with ed sheer and lay it all on me yeah that's a, it's a decent song but this one i think it's not as intense as lay it on me it has kind of a lo-fi energy to this but i feel like it's good cozy rainy day music Especially because this one, it's uh, called the UK Soul Edit. So it's more of the soul vibe to it. Yeah. And, you know, the UK, they actually do soul music really well. Yeah, for sure. There's a whole lot of really interesting music history for that. I'm going to have to talk about that one day because, like, not a lot of people know just how much good soul music comes from England. Yeah, no kidding. It's, um, It's something that's often overlooked. Yeah, but once you explore it, it's just fantastic. And getting into the CanCon now, Sean Mendez, new song, Wonder. Even though it's not and... considered CanCon. Oh, right. 
Dang it, Sean Mendes! <laughs> Why do our I, artists leave? <laughs> I don't know. It's so much better up here than it is in the in the states. Oh, I blame his girlfriend. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, it's it's kind of got a different feel to it as well. It's kind of got more of like a like an orchestral sound to it. Yeah, and again, kind of going back to talking about One Republic, there there's a build up for this, but it has a much bigger payoff. Yeah. And is, I mean, you can't go wrong, really, with Shawn Mendes and, like, the the vocal range really comes out in this song as well. Yeah, exactly. Like, even from the start, like, I'm not a huge fan of his earlier work, but, you know, it's decent. I've always, I've always at least liked what he was doing. Right. But this, I think, is going to be a, a real change in direction for his sound. And I like what I hear. Early December, the new album comes out. So I guess we'll have to see um, how it sounds compared to the last couple as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you hear that Ariana Grande has a new album coming out this year? <sighs> if 2020 can't get any worse, I don't know what it will. <laughs> uh, this is CanCon, though. Johnny Orlando, everybody wants you. Yeah. And like a lot of other CanCon I feel like I've heard the same type of singing and other songs. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure what about this song does it. But because he's a young like kid who's trying to make it big in Canada. That's why. Well, there are other young guys trying to make it big in Canada that I don't mind. But I don't know. It's just this one does. It doesn't do it for me. But it, it, it's that similar sound like that you get from, you know, any of the. Uh, artists who did make it big who were from canada who started off when they were young as well yeah probably probably that's what it is with this one that's what it is yeah and now time to introduce scott to something that i like <laughs> this was uh an adventure for me yeah it's shock one with uh his new single follow me and I, I, I mostly like it for the music. I feel like the message in it is a little too on the nose, but not. it doesn't sound condescending like every other technology bad, social media bad kind of song. Oh, yes. Yeah, I just I feel like it's just sarcastic. And you know what? You got to have that sarcasm in your life. That's why I'm around. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's one of many things that I just really enjoy about you, Scott. <laughs> And I don't know if that's sarca sarcasm or not there. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. Oh, ACDC is back, though. Yeah. And, you, you know, it's an ACDC song. Oh, it sounds it sounds exactly like ACDC. But th again, I like that about them. I like the consistency there. But I will say that Shot in the Dark, it's better than anything off of Black Ice or Rocker Bus. Like, this is the best thing that we have heard from ACDC probably this century. I would say so. Um, I never... I did, but I also didn't understand the hype between the last... Or among the last album. Because it just wasn't fantastic. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Maybe, maybe the band wasn't feeling it at the time. But, you know, you just feel this reinvigorated energy with them in this one. Like, yeah, we're getting the band back together. Everyone... You know, except Malcolm Young, but everyone else is on board and this it just feels exciting. And it actually kind of reminds me of Bon Scott era. Oh, uh, OK. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah i think that's what i like about it the most like it's because like it's it's kind of that kind of throwback yeah it's like we're it's we're sounding like real the really old days yeah original acdc yeah but you know i like i really like this new acdc song and it's actually got me excited for a new acdc album i haven't felt this excitement this much excitement for them in a long time for sure also julia michaels with lie like this I really like this one, too. I think this is this might be the danciest song that she's ever been on or ever made. I think so. I think so. It, it, it almost reminds me of Clean Bandit, but I think that's just because she was on, a, on one of their songs. But it's super uplifting. It's something you could sing along to as well. And you look at the Julia Michaels songs from before that she's been on the top. The three that ring the bell the most uh, most frequently in my head are Issues. Uh, coming home, which she did with Keith Urban, and uh, the one she did with J.P. Sachs, "If the World Was Ending," all of yeah. those like kind of melody to mid tempo, but nothing like this. Yeah, like this is different, and it's a song that I don't know because Julia Michaels, she's she's had a few like minor hits, but not like something any any earth shattering, record breaking hit would be. Mm-hmm. I feel like this deserves to be though i feel like i don't know if it'll be a chart topper but i'm thinking probably i don't know top 20 yeah yeah but you know i i'm bumping this song a lot i'm listening to it a lot i just think it's good and now we're getting into something completely different yeah snorlax also an adventure for me yeah infernal development first track off of their debut album and again this is just me just cruising through reddit found the heavy metal subreddit found this and with a band like snorlax like you would think it'd be something a little slower a little doomier but instead we just get some balls to the wall black and death metal yeah and i was as soon as it started playing i was like what the hell i didn't expect that yeah but you know it it made me like just feel like that excitement that i get from listening to a band for the first time and again and this is their very first album i'm gonna be watching their career with great interest we also then, have, you know, uh, after such intensity, yeah. you got to dial it down a little bit. Yeah, the the uh, some more CanCon coming in. That's Ballady from Palfu, Stay Forever. I keep forgetting that he's Canadian. Not a huge deal. Yeah, I mean, it's safe to say that. I, I think it's safe to say he's. This won't be his next big hit. No, no, like he. I, and I want to say he got off lucky based on the trendy the trendiness behind uh coffee for your head exactly and i mean let's be real here uh bobby doobie or I, I, I still don't know the pronunciation yeah, that yeah but you know she she was the one who really made that song he was just there Nobody's listening for the whole song they're just listening for the hook really what made that song was Again, TikTok. Yeah. So stay forever. Eh, Probably not, not going to stay forever. 
<laughs> uh, BB Rexa and Doja Cat teamed up for Baby I'm Jealous. This kind of reminds me a little bit of early 2000s Britney Spears, and I really like Doja Cat's feature on here. And, you know, I think there is some hit potential here. I think so, too, um, uh, especially because of the amount of name recognition Doja Cat has gotten just this year from the, the like the two radio singles that she's released and whatnot. Yeah. So, you know, this could be, you know, this could be her hit single hat trick. There we baby go. I'm jealous. There we go. Yeah. That's the only time you'll ever hear a Tanjiro hockey Jones reference. And... Yeah. But, you know, it's it's just the my Canadianness coming out. That's fair. Yeah. And we also got Jax Jones and Ora with I Miss You. I found it kind of theatrical. Now that you say it, yeah, kind of, a little bit. Yeah, like, I, I feel like, you know, it's a cool club banger, but it could also be in a musical, too. Yeah, it's kind of got a a little bit of a, a different vibe to it, if you will. Still, like, true to what we've heard from Jax Jones before, but a bit of a different vibe. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I think there is some hit potential. I really hope that, you know, it gets, you know, at least to the middle of the way on the charts. But I would love it if, like, it got even higher just because it's so, so good. Yeah. And again, going back to throwback artists making new stuff, Stevie Nicks showed them the way. Yeah. What did you think of this? Um, I don't know. I New Stevie Nicks just I don't think it's doing it for me. Really? I think I expected I expected a little bit more, I think. I don't know. I thought it was for I thought it was really good actually. Like I've listened to it a few times. It it's a bit longer mm-hmm. than what would be considered a hit, but as a song, it's just so good. And Stevie Nicks didn't have to be this good, but she did anyways. That's fair. That's fair. It's uh yeah. That being said, if you put it put it up against the new ACDC, ACDC is going to win in that situation. I mean, I guess, but still, like I, I could see that I could see this being kind of a hit, just because you know who doesn't love Stevie Nicks? That's true. You have to be heartless <laughs> to not love Stevie Nicks. That's fair. Um, so one of the things Tim tasked me with for our music meetings is finding the country music. Um, being that I'm now sitting on country music meetings and stuff like that, I know what's coming up and trending. Uh, this one, um, a bit of a problem if you have a hole in the bottle. Well, that problem won't be lasting too long if you drink fast enough. Exactly. Kelsey Ballerini uh, back with this one. And it's it's just a fun song, really. It is. Even when I was in country music on country radio, I always had a soft spot for her stuff. This song is no exception. It's fun. She sounds like she's having a good time. I could actually see this being a really good live track. I think so, too. I think uh, like once, you know, concerts start happening again, that this is one that could get a lot of fun audience interaction as well. Yeah, like either either starting off the concert or like halfway through getting in a lot of that 
Ian Spanger. You can have a lot of fun with this one. Absolutely. And we have another one from Rascal Flats. Yeah, uh, it's called How They Remember You. And this is, um, I, I guess, their way to go out on a high note. Because they are retiring after they do their final tour, which was indefinitely postponed because of the pandemic. Uh, but they're retiring. They're getting out of the biz. And this is kind of their way of uh, saying so long, see you later. I would say that it is a high note to leave out on. I I mean, I didn't. it's not my favorite Rascal Flatts song. But I like it. I thought it was pretty good. So I mean, it, it holds up with the rest of their stuff. I mean, we haven't really gotten much new stuff from Rascal Flats in a while, so. Yeah, well, I remember the last like new new song that they had. It was like is just a, a final single off of an album that had released like two years before. Yeah. And that was like all the way back in 2014, I think. No, there was uh, there was sooner. Hang on. I think I had it pulled up at one point because I wanted to double check something. Yeah, I'm, those I'm lines. curious about this, too. Um, I believe it was 2018. Let's see here. We got Rewind. Uh... Yeah, so there was Yours If You Want It and Back To Us that was on the Back To Us album in 2017. And then there was a song called Back To Life that was released in 2018. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, but really, the I think the the last bigger ones were I like the sound of that and rewind or well rewind was a little bit, but then you go back to 2012 even in banjo. Yeah, I remember all those just being just huge, huge songs. Absolutely. Uh, also, um, Dallas Smith. This is uh, your country can con in here. Um, teaming up with Hardy for some things never change. And again, it's kind of one of those fun ones. I kind of hate it, actually. It, Yeah, it does that to a guy, I think. But at the same time, it's kind of fun. The main problem that I have with it is Dallas Smith singing Red, White, and Blue. Do you know why? Because <sighs> he's Canadian. Because he is Canadian. What the hell? That being said, Hardy is not Canadian. I know, but still, he is not the lead artist. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they had to make it work somehow, buddy. I get that he's trying to go for more of an American audience, but nationalism is kind of tacky here, especially if it's not for a nation that you're not from. (laughs) You find the weirdest things to get annoyed by. I do, I do. <laughs> but yeah, I just, it, and it's just, it's generic bro country. Should we it, move this, on? This kind of country music just doesn't do it for me. Should we just move on to Josh Groban? Yes, yes, please. Let's do that. Before you start getting even more annoyed somehow by Dallas Smith and Hardy. Um, <laughs> this one, uh, The Impossible Dream from Josh Groban. Yeah, and this song, it's 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 a classic, kind of part of the great American songbook. Yeah. I think it was it's from originally from the Mantle of La Mancha. It's been done by Frank Sinatra, Andy Williams, Elvis, Christopher Lee, apparently, mm-hmm. when I was looking into this track. Interesting. And now Josh Groban is taking a crack at it. It was it was all right. You have to be into theater to really appreciate it though. True. Like 
it was it's more dramatic than other versions of the impossible dream but i think it's a really cool interpretation of this song it's very on brand for josh groban he really makes it his his own that's fair yeah and that's good when uh, you get an artist who can actually do that they take a song and they make it their own and not just so we uh, stick to what was known as tried and true yeah definitely so another another album to get excited about later on For i'm sure. excited to hear what josh groban's going to put out towards the end of 2020 if it ends up coming out yeah who knows with how things are going yeah uh saint john uh and gorgeous a song that's not roses yeah, and I actually like this one a little bit more than Roses. When it comes to Roses, though, which one was better? Just St. John on his own or the I'm in Beck remix? Uh, I have to say St. John on his own. It's a um, totally different sound. It is. But I don't know. Like Now that like I've heard more of St. John, I think, I think I'm starting to, to get what he's trying to go for and i, I kind of like it now yeah uh i don't know if i don't know if radio is gonna get behind this one if there's another remix then maybe because it like the the original version of roses wasn't gonna get very far on its own yeah probably not but i don't know i feel like there is a little bit of hit potential i mean maybe a couple stations will add it just because of you know just because it's saint john just for like a follow up to roses and then it'll spend like six weeks in secondary and then I'll get the boot. Yeah. That's and pretty we much got it. some more CanCon. Aligati, Alessia Cara with Welcome Back. This is uh Yeah, th- and this uh, again, because Aligati is the lead artist on it, it sounds much more like a song of his than it does an Alessia Cara song. I think they sound good together, though. They do. It, it, the matchup and the chemistry works well in this song. Yeah, and going like into the song, checking out the lyrics, I thought that this was a, like a really interesting topic to talk about. Like it's it's like the back on in an off and on relationship. Yeah, I like the positive vibes that are coming back in it, but you can kind of get a bunch of different meanings from the song too. Like, oh, are they going to stay together, or? Are they just going to like last only a little bit longer? What is actually going on here? So that intrigue, it makes it a little more fun to listen to. And that's usually not a theme that you hear about in music. Like it's either you're hearing the breakup songs or like when everything is fantastic, never in the in-between. Yeah. And the meaning, it all depends on your mood too. Coheed and Cambria featuring Rick Springfield with Jesse's Girl 2. This was not a song I thought I needed to hear, but I'm so glad that I heard it. Okay, so on last week's uh, Still the Number One, we talked a bit about Rick Springfield, and I'm guessing you went into a Rick Springfield listening spree and somehow came across this. That's exactly what happened, because this song has been out since August. You went down a wormhole. I did. It's... But- it, it, that's what happens with me it's uh yeah i i could see what you're saying though about i you didn't know that this is a song you needed to hear yeah i didn't know it was a song i needed to hear either 
Yeah. So what do you think? Does it does it at least hold up with the original? Like, obviously, you know, the original, it's 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 always going to be the best. I don't think that this song is trying to outshine it, but it, this is just a fun song in its own right. I like the uh, the follow up to the story that is being told behind this one. Yeah, it's it takes a really interesting twist. Yeah. And the fact that Rick Springfield was in on it, too. He was probably like, ah, I've had nothing go over me since the 80s, so I'm just sitting here collecting royalty checks from Jesse's girl. I might as well do something. Yeah. And then Greta Van Fleet with My Way Soon. I, the more I listened to Greta Van Fleet's earlier stuff, the more I didn't like it. It's like, you know, the whole being derivative of Led Zeppelin. Yeah. But this doesn't sound like Led Zeppelin. Like, I feel like we're finally getting an original sound from Greta Van Fleet, and I'm starting to warm up to them. I'm still a little chapped about the whole Zeppelin thing. Yeah. Yeah, so I... But, you know, even if... So what about it? It's like, what did, what, did you at least enjoy this song, or no? It was all right in my books. Um, you still can tell that where where they're getting their inspirations from, if you will, which is fine. Every artist has their own. But I think because they've always stuck a little close to Zeppelin, that's where it's coming in with the I'm all right about it kind of thing. Fair enough. And now something else that I never thought I would hear. <laughs> Portugal the man featuring Weird Al Yankovic but Weird Al Yankovic he is not being Weird Al he is being serious Al oh my gosh okay so how this uh, came to be literally I I got an email so in radio if you're subscribed to uh, the music servicing um, websites and whatnot you get emails with the new music literally I opened up my email saw Portugal the man clicked on it and I saw that it was with Weird Al Yankovic I took a screenshot of it and sent it to Tim saying urgent music meeting ad but then you know Scott didn't realize that I was 14 parallel universes ahead of him and that I had added the song to the playlist 24 hours ago at the time. <laughs> I mean, it was, uh, we were at least firing on all cylinders and thinking alike. <laughs> yeah. This isn't actually Weird Al's first collaboration with Portugal the Man, though. Isn't it? No, he remixed a couple of singles. Okay. Yeah. That is to say, made polka versions. <sighs> But they are legitimate remixes. But it's... I, I don't think I've ever heard Weird Al sing anything serious before. And no, not I when, like not it. not when you're used to things like uh, I Love Rocky Road and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. But it's so good. Yeah, I... Uh, I'll give it that. It's actually really good. I, I expected far less serious and far more weird Al. Uh, but I'm actually kind of happy that that's not how it went. <sighs> yeah, like it's it's always cool when an artist will kind of show a different side of them. Like even if it's like not directly on their albums, if it's just a collaboration, 
but it, it's really funny to me how Portugal the man out of all the possible artists would be the one the first one to get a featuring Weird Al Yankovic right they must I be like, never would have thought they must be like buddy buddy with each other or something like that probably that's that's the only explanation I have as to how that happened yeah but you know name recognition aside I, I kind of feel like it could be maybe not as big as feel it still because that took like it took forever for Portugal the man to get that hit oh yeah yeah but you know I could see it being a, a fan favorite or a, a kind of a secondary hit almost so out of all the songs that are on the list which one do you think has the most hit potential Oh, let's see here. Going all the way back, looking through all this, all these songs, probably Shawn Mendes with Wonder. I mean, all of Shawn Mendes' stuff just flies straight to the top of the charts. Yeah, pretty much. It, 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 it doesn't sleep around. Yeah. But that being said, I do hope that Stevie Nicks show them the, show them the way does become somewhat of a hit too but just because i think it is such a really good song we shall see how that goes and we all know that acdc is just gonna get played the crap out of that's just a given it 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 just happens with acdc yeah like it's like they have like the free number one immediate entry pass for music every single time All right, that is the music meeting with Tim Gavin of The Tim Gavin Show. Make sure you check out his podcast as well, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for listening in to episode 19 of Somewhat Planned Substance. Again, I'm Scott Mitchell. Um, we, we spent the first little bit talking about the move and just everything regarding that. But there has also been some big stories that have been coming out over the last couple of weeks that sort of missed because I wasn't doing a podcast during that time. I was focusing on getting my show off the ground down here in cameras and stuff like that and getting settled into the new place. One of those things is the rise in cases that's happening again. And this is happening exponentially. It is growing at a pretty quick rate lately and uh, it's not something you want to see i know early last week um Laclabish was just at one active case and then the next day they do their update and it was at three active cases um and that's small potatoes in comparison to places like edmonton and calgary who are now both on the watch list and i think it goes back to what i said in the first half of the show where people are not they're kind of over it you know there's people that aren't doing the distancing anymore there's people who are shaking hands or people who are hugging and this that and the other thing and we have been told time and time again that we can't be doing that still it's not a thing that we can necessarily do yet because this is still very much a legit virus a legit situation that we have been thrown into the other point I wanted to make with this is being that 
there's been a rise in cases again. It seems to go hand in hand with a rise in stupidity. Did you hear what happened at Chinook in Calgary? <laughs> um, so this is on Saturday. They were prepared for a possible anti-mask protest, but about two hours after it started, officials said it was a non-event. It was the Freedom Unity Alliance. It's a group that claims to bring socially conscious people together. They wanted to have this anti-mask protest at Chinook Center. And then uh, CTV says they spoke with Calgary police at three o'clock and there was only a handful of protesters that showed up. They apparently first proposed the idea to just meet at the mall, walk around and shop and outnumber the mask wearers uh, on their original post. And they said to some, it may raise questions or inspire others to take theirs off too. We are there to raise awareness and to show that they are not alone. Now, according to bylaws that were passed by the city earlier, everyone who visits a business has to wear a face mask to protect against the spread of COVID. Uh, And there is a $50 fine involved with that. And any business that doesn't have the proper signage is $150. And of course, this is where people start chiming in with, oh, the sheeple. Wake up, sheeple. The government is controlling you. Why are you not listening to us? I think the worst thing that was invented was the comment section. Honestly, it is so dumb the number of people who are in there. And I always make the mistake of looking and seeing, oh, well, there's some comments on here. And like the likes to angry reactions on Facebook are disproportionately in favor of a like button which is fantastic okay so this won't be too bad and then i open up the comment section i'm like oh gosh what did i get myself into why am i doing this and then i question life in general i i'm done arguing with the people who are not necessarily just anti-maskers but the people who are complaining that the ones who want to wear a mask or want to help others who are immunocompromised and whatnot um don't bash them for doing what many are considering the right thing just because you disagree with somebody doesn't give you the automatic right to go after them and then that brings us to donald trump Cheeto in chief himself getting a positive test for COVID-19 and you can make all the jokes you want and people were I mean look at Saturday Night Live they were making all the jokes about it on both the one where they were doing the presidential debate and the one where they were doing the vice presidential debate it was every single joke had something to do with it I swear or at least every single skit but nonetheless like Normally, I don't call a lot of people an idiot, but he's an idiot. I mean, come on, right? And to be fair, we don't even really know if he was telling the truth or not. Like, honestly, did he actually have COVID-19 or was this just all a political ploy? Nobody really knows. Be interesting once things start coming out from inside the White House. I'm surprised they haven't already. On Like, there's so many insiders who are working for the other side in there that would know i'm just shocked that they haven't said anything one way or the other just a 
I, I did I just turn into a conspiracy theorist? Okay, maybe I should just back away from that conversation in general. <laughs> okay, before we wrap up the show today, um, let's get to, well, normally it's just this week in Florida, but there is one in Canada that I want to highlight in terms of odd news. This one comes out of BC, Nanaimo to be precise, uh, dash cam footage from a McDonald's drive through uh, shows a woman chucking her coffee at a worker. Apparently, local RCMP said that the reason was that she was served the wrong beverage. The manager replaced the drink, refunded the difference. That wasn't the end of it, though. That didn't satisfy her enough. The driver who captured the footage said that the woman came up to the window from a parked car, threw the drink at an employee, and now they're looking for her. Yeah, she's on the run. Police say she could face charges if she's found. Uh, the employee wasn't hurt uh, and continued to work after it happened. So that was at least the positive out of this. Uh, also, from the Florida files now, this is just a great headline. Pickup truck leaves Florida road, ends up in swimming pool. <laughs> That's not supposed to be there. Uh, driver wasn't injured when his pickup truck left the road, ended up plunging into a resident's backyard swimming pool um highway patrol said the troopers responded when a driver swerved off the roadway to avoid a disabled vehicle and the pickup truck crashed through a fence ended up with its front end in a swimming pool uh driver wasn't injured and just said uh in a tweet drivers have to be alert for vehicles in the roadway yeah no kidding because otherwise all of a sudden you have underground parking where there shouldn't be underground parking aka a pool All right, I'm going to wrap things up for this week. I did want to jump back on here and do at least somewhat of a full episode of Somewhat Bland Substance for you. We will be back again, hopefully next week, with a little bit more in terms of substance. But until then, uh, make sure that you are following me on Facebook. Look for Scott Mitchell and at Scott Mitchell FM on every other social media you can possibly think of. And don't forget to follow us on Anchor or wherever you do get your podcasts. We'll talk to you later. Have a great week. 